good evening to everybody tonight. Let me do the formalities, which is to greet all leaders, especially from, I would do a good justice to the greetings tonight, because you know me, there's always an agenda by anything I do. So of course, I want to greet everybody watching online tonight, all the um, family heads watching online tonight, all the sent certain heads watching online tonight as well from your Pastor Obi's, Obi Wells, to your Pastor Onyes, to um, Pastor Dami, Senior Pastor, to all the family heads, um, Pastor Sharjah, the ninth wonder of the world, and all the family heads, of course, in the um, room with me today is Pastor Abaro, the banking family, and then you have green light is here today as well. Green light got the green light yesterday. I thought you would give him a round of applause. <laughs> he knows the way he's looking at me. He already knows. Guys, that a round of applause was dead. One of your own is about to open again. <laughs> not any if there is no other reason than to make sure that wow no 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 it's not even a funny matter I just download just as I was talking about it it's a new season you know wow <laughs> anyway so when you when Wasu marries, I think, and I've said already that Wasu has three dimensions. He's a third day man. Okay. There's three dimensions. There's Pastor Kunle. Pastor Kunle does not pray. Pastor Kunle does not negotiate with God. Pastor Kunle tells God what he wants, and God falls in line. Then there's Wasu. Wasu is a money exchange guy, right? He's, he's, he's in, in certain nations, he, he mastered the art of a bookie. You understand? He's a, he's a bona fide malam. He handles money. <laughs> he handles money in all currencies. If you need it in GBP, he has. If you need it in USD, he has. If you need it in Naira, he does not have. <laughs> and then, of course, the last dimension, the latest dimension, is the green light dimension. Green light means that anything goes. But, of course, for me and for the rest of the family, it must be a very proud moment. I think now we're having inter-family, um, you know, like in the old days when France wanted to unite with um, England, they would just pick the daughter, they would go and tell him, Henry, um, take this one. But now we're having an inter-family marry into another family. This should be interesting. 
I don't think we've had that yet. Have we had that? I don't think so. So this is the... Sorry, guys. I see, I see the nation family as a, as a nation. So there's a state marrying into another state. Or, yeah, that kind of situation. Forget Nigeria marrying into Nigeria. That one is... Yeah, yeah, talk. So... It's actually an interesting dimension that we're about to see. And I just want to congratulate the both Pastor Kunle and Pastor Kate. Right now, I know many things are flying behind closed doors. Parents are saying, so you mean, but you people, are, you people will learn that you're big people on Sunday. Anyway, let's leave that to the side. So once again, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, congratulations to Pastor Kunle and to Pastor Kate. Actually, I'm not done. So, I feel like Pastor Kate is the perfect person. There was no other person for this job, this vacancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> uh, there was no other person available or qualified for this vacancy tonight I'll leave it as that I'm not going to say anymore I'm not going to say anymore I'm leaving it as that tonight if you know Pastor Kate then you already know a, a great soldier a hard advocate for leadership as well. So I thought to come on and sincerely and maturely <laughs> congratulate. By the way, if you're above 25 and you're Nigerian and you're a male, please WhatsApp me. <laughs> there's um there's just one vacancy that is um that's popped up for royal lives obviously if you're already in a public relationship public <laughs> keyword is public <laughs> Keyword is public. Only a few guys will know. But yeah, if you're already in a public relationship, please dismiss yourself from DMing me public. But if you're in a secret relationship, I'm sure we can make things work. And if you're Ghanaian but you look Nigerian, like five rings, yeah, he's tall. When have you seen a tall Ghanaian? Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm playing. Let me now defend myself. I
by the way, disclaimer, the, the popularity and population in my house is 90% Ghanaian, so I love you guys, okay? I'm just playing. For some of you that don't know, there's somebody that will be attending on Sunday that is coming for two reasons. It's a shout, I'm telling you. It's a shout. It's a shout. <laughs> How do you get there, Pasuk? Green light. Oh, someone put red flag. So it's just to tease us into the word tonight. I think everybody has the right focus on, the right energy towards Sunday. There is something different about this week, but not only this week, this dimension. So like I said to you from Thursday, which is the day when the word kicks off, from Thursday we will have word conference Thursday and Friday most likely today I want to speak to you very quickly about this dimension the third dimension and the reason why I was very specific today to play Pastor Chris's video is because if you see PT do an invite then you would expect it if you see Pastor Sam do an invite again senior pastor of the nation you will expect it but I think the notion of Pastor Chris doing an invite is actually to tell you all that we must be not just mobilizing secretly, we must mobilize visibly. So what I want to do today is I want to actually mobilize 300 invites, 300 different invites. It can be in different languages. If you, are, if you speak Spanish, I want to see 10 different invites for the Spanish community or not Spanish, Colombian. I know the, the, the Spanish and Portuguese and all of those things, they're different, but you get what I'm saying. I wanna see invites for different communities. So I wanna know who's gonna help me to be able to make sure that different communities get good invites to royal lives. So it's not just about the fact that yes, we are mobilizing. I think the mobilization style this time round is going to be different. So I want to see people inviting communities in different ways. I want to see some of the youngest getting on their phones, working together with each other, and creating invites to royal lives. That's what I want to see now. So in the third day dimension, which I will show you carefully, it is not just the fact that you will win souls, it is the fact that you will boldly make a statement about what is going to happen this Sunday, and then continuing on from Sunday. Did you hear that instruction? So creatively or simply, just create invites. I'm inviting you to the third of July, Royal Lives. And you can say that I'm also inviting you on behalf of PT. So I want to see ambassadors, Royal Life ambassadors, people who have taken it personal that they are going to make sure that it is not just that there will be people there, it's that people will there will be nothing else this week that people are hearing about. It's that kind of mobilization. And I know you're already geared up. I know you're already excited. So I'm just going to put those instructions out there. 
interesting service yesterday for me and I hope it was an interesting service yesterday for you. There's one or two announcements I have to make tonight. Number one being that the nation is getting stronger. We're getting stronger and stronger. We're getting fiercer and fiercer. And one of the things that challenges or um, obstacles come to do is to refine us. We become more mighty in speech and more mighty in accuracy as well and more mighty in negotiation. We know how to negotiate with times and seasons now. So I come to deliver a word to you tonight and actually I'm going to start with the scripture that actually speaks about the 318. So Abraham, Pastor Trendy started it tonight, a powerful word charge from Pastor Trendy. I was thinking, she didn't mention my name in God's status though. I was just thinking, okay, then if you don't mention my name, none of these other people will enter into God's status. It's as simple as that. But she's right. I think Pastor Kunle enters into God's status this Sunday, by the way. That's the only thing I was thinking when she was saying in God's status, God's status. Possibly enters into God's status this Sunday. You think it's... Let me leave that, otherwise it'll become a, a seminar. Abraham went to war. Let's, let's start there tonight. Genesis 14, 14. Okay. Now when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive... He armed his 318 trained servants. Now, when Abraham heard, are you ready for the word tonight? I haven't done that yet, do you? It's my code word, you see. Once I say that thing, things change for me. I see differently. Now, when Abraham, so are you ready for the word tonight? Now, when Abraham heard, that his brother was taken captive, the first thing that would change your approach, the first thing that would change the dimension or dimensions by which you operate is what you hear. Remember that Abraham never saw all that Abraham had was a report that his brother was taken captive. Based on what he's heard, he began to arm. He began to place in the hands of his 300 and 18 trained servants. He began to place ammunition. Now you see, what I'm congratulating, especially the Connect and Banking family, you're making my job easier now. When you now become leaders, you make my job easier. It means now, though, that you also can't be a leader without ammunition. Sometimes people want to guide people via their talents. Talent does not turn a boy 
into a military general. Because remember, some of us came into the nation as boys. But now some of us are holding the stripes of generals. What gets us to that position? Who armed you? Did you were you receiving the right ammunition and tools? And just because you change age doesn't mean you change stature. You can be a 30-year-old boy. Boy is determined by how you still handle your affairs. Now, don't get me wrong. In scripture and spiritually, to move into the point of becoming a servant of God, you first of all have to be a boy in the house of the Lord. And the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord. So there's a dimension called the boy. But you see, when you're going to change stature, is because you've now received certain ammunition. So, actually, what happens to a pastor Kunle over the nine years or ten years that one has been sitting under the word of a PT and then a peace fam is he moves from, he moves from a, a boy to an, a weapon. He's able to be, um, <laughs> he's able to become an, a weapon in the armory. So now what happens is he's received so much ammunition that he is able to go to war. Remember that I said to you before that the people we go to, the people we go to war over is the generation that God has released to us. So what happened to Abraham was that for a while Abraham had peace around him but a report of someone being taken captive came to Abraham and Abraham did not go to war himself he armed his men the first role of a leader the first role of a intending to be general is to arm his men see you don't you don't you don't first of all pay attention to the danger outside when everything looks like it's peaceful you spend a lot of time arming your men and guess what you do with those that remain unarmed you leave them at home so I'm guessing there may have been more servants in the house of Abraham but they did not take too kindly to training they did not take too kindly to being armed with ammunitions so they were left at home there are people in this season that you will leave at home because your focus is only season, only based on nation taking and nation building. Leave the soldier who cannot pick up arms at home. Leave the soldier who cannot sow win at home. Leave the soldier who cannot seed sow at home. Are you hearing me tonight? Leave them at home because you only go to face kings with your soldiers who have been armed. Every time you see 30 for the third, that is a soldier that is armed. What are they armed with? They're armed with influence. They're not armed with rebellion. It is soldiers that are armed with rebellion that you leave at home, but the soldier armed with influence you take to the battlefield. Those that are saying 10 for the third, you actually know that this is a soldier that is armed. They have moved from a boy or a girl to a weapon. You don't move from a boy or a girl to a man. You move from a boy or a girl to a weapon. Weapons know no right or no wrong. They just know results. They are actually carved out to do one thing. And that is what they are sent to achieve. So if you put a gun in the hand of a man, it is only 
intending to do one thing. It is intended, it is made to be shot. There's a song that just came into my head, yeah? And you would not know it because it's a very old school song. I'm beginning to realize that there's a big, big age gap between some of me and you. But if you're a fan of Styles P, yeah? So there's a song that actually calls Nobody Believes Me. And you know in that song, so I'll narrate the song to you. In that song, the guy is saying that his knife talks to him. And the knife was arguing with him because he's been using the gun. <laughs> it's mental health stuff, don't worry. <laughs> We've already agreed that it's mental health stuff. I don't agree with violence, by the way. But the reason why it came to my head is because everything has a use. What are knives meant to be used for? The kitchen, guys. The kitchen. Okay? You cut your meat with it. You cut your steak with it. Knives. So Abraham, as armed, is 300. So as I was wishing, congratulating Pastor Kunle, the word that came to me was just 300. So I think what happens and what's going to happen this Sunday is the target for banking and connectors, of course I will still speak instructions to you, I have to, is 300. I think your statement is 300. That's honestly what I think your statement is. You're actually saying that it's ammunition season. You see, it's not just the gun, a gun without bullets. Oh my days. I'm feeling like green light is speaking tonight. A gun, no, that's Pastor Kunle, that's not green light. Pastor Kunle was the shotgun. A gun without bullets in it is still useless. Why? Because it hasn't got the ammunition needed in order to be effective. So yes, Pastor Kunle can come in nine years, ten years ago and he can be somebody that can be a weapon. But the first job of a strong, effective leader, and you guys are becoming leaders, so I'm speaking to you in this manner now. Now you have, you're becoming captains of tens. I'm seeing the houses on Sunday now, and I'm seeing souls flowing in. And I have to tell you, the first thing is ammunition, not talent. What do you have in your mouth that arms the next person? You see, when we won zero pounds, I began to speak to the office. I began to arm them with possibilities. You, do, do you understand me tonight? I did not arm them with resources. I armed them with possibilities. And based on those possibilities, they went to war with systems. Systems like the recruitment system until we brought that to our place of abode. And we actually went to go and take resources out of that system. That's what happens when you have ammunition, first of all, in your mouth. Because a good military general knows how to speak when there's hunger. He knows how to fill people up with his words. Do you understand that? He knows how to speak when there's no finances. He knows how to fill people's pockets with his words. He knows how to generate investors from his words. That's what a field general does. He, he doesn't complain at the situation. He goes into military mode. He goes into his ammunition mode and he begins to raise the morale of his soldiers from the words that he speaks. He's a general. He's, he's not a weakling. He's a battle-hardened man. He's, a weakling he knows about battle he's battled from the prison he battled into 
to hearing the word because even to hear the word you must stay seated. He knows from politics, he knows how to gather 300 men and take them to the streets. He knows how to make statements, that's what a battle-hardened man does. He's called the third dimension and what a thing about the third dimension is a man who is revived. He, he, was, revi he was revived in the second dimension and he, he's ready to take over the previous generation's work and actually take it to the next level, but I'm just getting started. The third dimension, a military general. Ammunition is the first thing that you arm your people with. He armed his 300. So when you see a situation occurring in the nations, I hope you know that the earth is in a dire situation. When you see those situations occurring in the nations, what you're supposed to do now is you're supposed to gather your people, gather your souls, gather the people that you've been speaking to and guess what? You arm them, you arm them with ammunition. So when you take the sound clouds and you're sitting on it like I was sitting on PT's word just yesterday, I was thinking these are moved from words to rally cries. The general, the field general, the field marshal is in the field making a rally cry saying that the earth is in desperate need of new kinds of people. So what happened to Joseph is Joseph was in the prison arming the chief butler. He was arming the baker. He was arming them with the visions and the interpretation of visions that he saw. That was his ammunition to the chief butler and the chief baker. So Abraham also had ammunition. He armed his 300. When did the Bible record that Abraham, oh my days, when did it record that Abraham had a military training camp but he was behind the trees, oh my God. The words that he was speaking to his servants turned them into warriors. I'm telling you there's something so powerful about words and the third day dimension is actually a, it starts with words so I need to actually tell you tonight that there's something so powerful that when a man stands up to arm his generals and arm his lieutenant with words there is something in the atmosphere that begins to obey the man that is speaking in front of him especially if he's a called man of God so if a PT says that what our focus is from Monday to Sunday is the 3rd of July. Don't just take it as light words because you may be churched out, but I understand when a field marshal is speaking, a field marshal in the, in the middle of battle is speaking, and when you hear that 3rd of July, it is calling all resources towards you. Don't ever think that your resources is because of your acumen. Your resources is because a man has spoken a word, and that word has released into the atmosphere faith faith for to those who know that whatever is available is available for me because my servant my the servant of god has spoken it abraham he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house so i said to the house of capital i think what the houses are becoming, what the houses should now do is become institutions. And you now have to begin to pick those that are trained in your own house. So just in case you forgot the instruction, the statement for you this Sunday is 300. You haven't finished your work. You haven't finished your work until you're able to get that 300. And you can hear me from whatever family you may be from because... I'm, I'm speaking as senior pastor, but of course I still have to speak instructions over the Connect and banking family, but you can decide that I'm going to do 300. 
And if every family has 300 in their different rooms, then I think it's a statement of 300 for the third. So all the leaders that are mobilizing and still nitpicking and checking on souls, get the soldiers ready, get the servants ready, especially those trained in this house. I'm telling you, you get those soldiers ready and you tell them that we are going to have to do 500 to make sure that 300 come. 300. Abraham armed his men. It's not just to have a weapon available, it's to have the right ammunition for the right weapon. He armed these 300 and 18. Go for it. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, Mm. he armed his tribe and experienced servants born in his own house. Did you hear that? He armed what? His tribe. He armed his tribe. Give me the definition of tribe, please. He armed his tribe and what? And experienced servants. And his experienced servants. Remember, he never called them soldiers. These were men called to Abraham. These were men called to serve Abraham and whatever Abraham served. These were men who followed Abraham when God said that go to a land that I will show you. So I'm talking to the servants of houses. Those who serve in the family house, the elite prosperity HQ. I'm talking to the servants of a pastor Nikki. I'm talking to the servants of the ninth wonder of the world. Servants of house of nations. I'm talking to the servants of a power-based institute. I'm talking to the servants of a war family. I'm talking and I'm saying he never went to war with soldiers. He doesn't look for mercenaries. He looks for trained men trained and experienced servants in his own house it's just that the words that they've been sharing behind the trees of memory for so long have turned these men into warriors so i said on my insta page the other day are you ready for the season of the warrior warrior not warrior by the way so are you ready for the season of the warrior the warrior is the man that is inspired he his fire is kindled by words that he hears from his military general the stripes on his back are not anything to cry about the things that motivate him to go into more confrontation remember that you cannot conquer without engagement and it's time to engage on a whole different level so when i see a trendy take on models with every day i'm looking i'm saying yes now go and earn your stripes go and influence that world you're the kingpin of that world because you've been a trained servant He went to war. Did you find this definition of tribe for me? Yes, sir. Go for it. Found good, faithful, or trustworthy through experience or testing. Imagine that. They are found good. This is tribe, you know. They are found good, faithful, experienced, or trusting through Through experience or testing. Through experience or testing. That's what makes us a tribe. So your tribe is not just anybody who hangs around you. It's people who have been tested with you. But you see, the third is an opportunity to grow this tribe. 
So if we're being tested in this season, whatever test, you know there's always examinations to graduate to the next season. Whatever test, if you are part of the tribe called PSAM or PT or any of the leaders, Pastor Oni, if you're part of that tribe, you must go through the test with. Seed is a, is a season of test. That's all it is. Every time it's test to see whether you can actually, you're actually part of this tribe. And let me tell you what this tribe does. This tribe is able to find in the midst of, in the midst of nothing, able to find plenty. That's what this tribe is. We prove it over and over again. And if this isn't your focus, trust me, you will be getting weaker and weaker. But some of us are getting stronger and stronger because consistently there's, this is the target tribe. The target tribe so others may not but we will we're the target we target daily target tribe and i'm not just talking about the connect or banking i know there are secret warriors that are part of the same tribe the target tribe they they're not afraid of target when when their leader gives them target they they actually are able to come to life they're the target tribe so you know how i knew those who were part of my tribe those who were speaking the same language they were brothers and sisters in arms do you know how I knew? I saw how they responded to targets. And when they began to respond to targets, I knew this is, this, is, this is tribe here. So now you can get on the phone and call them and say, this is the target. Because you know that they are a part of your tribe. So I'm looking for the target tribe. I'm looking for the soul target tribe. I'm looking for the seed target tribe. I'm looking for those who are able to push it to the next level. It's, it's tribe. You know, I'm sorry, there's something about me that I don't need anybody around me that ain't looking to be a part of the tribe. I'm sorry, I'm in a time of relaxation, I will get there and we can all chill. But right now it's not peace, it's war. And when it's war, it's all about target. In times of, in times of peace, we'll calm down. Let me calm down because this is more like a... I, I didn't want to do this tonight. I'm public, right? Read. Do we have another definition? Go for it. A division class or distinct portion of people yeah. from whatever cause that distinction may have originated. Uh-huh. A distinct, a division, class or distinct portion of people from whatever cause that distinction may have originated. You know where this originated from. Nation family split into many tribes. In fact, split into 12 tribes so every head of family is actually supposed to create a distinct class of people so i think sometimes if you look over and this is not even me trying to be funny if you look over to this i won't name a family but you look over to this family you will know that they're mobilizers of people they're going to mobilize the nations. You look over to this family, you know that they, they have a, a regulatory mind. They regulate things. Not in a bad way. I mean, they make things work in the system. You look at another family, you know that this one's just banded. <laughs> but a nation without tribes is not a nation. <laughs> They're not a nation. So you can't just expect one type of person inside of a nation. 
There are many different types of people because there are many different types of tribes. The life family is a tribe. The influence church is a tribe. And Pastor Didi is a leader and she creates a class of people. A elite family is a tribe. And inside of a tribe, there, there is a forming. There will be a distinct characteristic, a distinct class that happens in that tribe. There are only two things that every tribe must be good at. That is ability to raise finances and also ability to win people. That must be in every tribe. Then whatever other class you can add to it. But in every tribe, you can't say we're not the money-making tribe. Then you will be harassed. Every tribe. There was a tribe in the, in the time of, of David. Oh my days. David went to war with tribes. The reason why he was so strong was he knew how to go to war. There was a tribe called the tribe of Issachar. Their job, their class was to understand times and seasons. That was the that was the, the 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 job description of that tribe. So if you look at I think it's Chronicles chapter 12, first or second, he begins to tell us that there was the sons of Issachar. I still need a hand in the 300 because we're still going there today. And you have to understand that these tribes are the reason why David could perfect his war strategies. He would know when to pursue and when not to pursue because he had tribes. It, certain tribes, oh my days, look at this. Certain tribes would bring in financial prosperity. Meaning the way that they actually met certain state budgets would let them know that there was a new season of prosperity or national resources upon them. So it is, look, you know the season of a nation by its tribes. You don't know the season of a nation by looking at the signs. People are the signs that tell you that seasons are changing. So what I need to actually get through to you tonight is that when you begin to rise, and that's what the third day dimension is about. The third day dimension is about rising. But when you begin to rise, what happens is the seasons will change because a tribe is now ready. I want to get this tribe ready for Sunday. This tribe is saying that now we have 300 able men. Out of the 318, we replicated and created another 300 that are able and ready to be armed, not towards, not towards anything violent, but towards, towards things violent still, towards prosperity, towards soul winning. That's what we're ready to arm these people with. The foundation being Christ. Have you found that scripture for me? Go for it. First Chronicles 12, 32. Yeah. From Issachar, yeah. men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. He said from Issachar, men. Are you hearing me tonight? He said they were from a tribe. From Issachar were men. These were armed men. What were they armed with? Understanding. It was not that they were armed with weapons. You see, some people will hold weapons. Some people will hold understanding because understanding is still a weapon. They understood how to draw resources from Egypt. They understood how to send certain military men to certain realms in order to go and get finances. That's why I was, no, let me leave that. So he said there were men. Oh, I love the way he puts it. I'm seeing scriptures differently tonight. He says from Issachar, this is a tribe, men. I need you to pause and think with me for a second. He did not say from Issachar were people. There were specific men. 
different kind of men in the tribe of Issachar who were armed with understanding. They had been weaponized for the purpose of David. Just some, like some of us have been weaponized for the purpose that God has given PT. So I'm not looking for my own purpose. I found purpose within the nation. I'm not looking for my own job or my own business. I found my business within the nation. The nation business is my business. That's why I'm looking for at least 300 invites personal invites all over social media for the 3rd of July and it goes beyond the 3rd I'm looking for this dimension to sit in some people those who will now come up to the stage of making the nation business their business the nation business in politics is our business the nation business in finance is our business the nation business with people is our business and from Isacast men from connect men who understood the times men who understood what the nation ought to be doing now from wealth family men different kinds of men different kinds of people from elite family men different kinds of men new kinds of men new kinds of breeds of people men who understood what the nation is ought to be doing when men change when different dimensions of men come the seasons of a nation change i want to tell you if you can look at the winston churchills of this world the moving forward of a whole nation called England or the United Kingdom came because they took Winston Churchill from the backside of the desert and placed him on the front line. There are men ready for the front line now and when we begin to speak in this manner, you know there is a season upon us. So I hope that you as people are ready. There are men like Charles de Gaulle who were also actually exiled from France. But when the season of change came, when the winds of change came, men were brought to the front line because they represent a tribe so don't be careful don't be upset if your tribe is currently misunderstood the winds of change are blowing it's blowing really fierce now the nations are in trouble they're about to call for the Daniels and the Josephs for this generation are you hearing me tonight from Issachar men who understood the times read Amplify. of the tribe of Issachar uh -huh. men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. He said they were from the tribe of Issachar. Men who understood the times with knowledge. They weren't people who ran helter-skelter, who were worried, who, who were filled with anxiety. No, these were men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. 200 chiefs and all their relatives were at their command. So just in case you're thinking tonight, I want to round up. Just in case you're thinking tonight, this might not be for me though because I'm the weakest of the weakest. I still got one, one bubble. One bubble to show you. <laughs> you know when the word Jesus is here, anything goes, again. green light is here tonight. I want to show you a guy called Gideon. Because Gideon also had his own 300. Third day, third dimension. Bring on the third. Bring on the word conference. I think this week is going to be powerful for you. If you're thinking that there might be a lack of resources somewhere, wait. Wait. Just wait. Wait and be filled with faith. That's all I ask you to do. Keep hearing these words. Wake up with a battle cry in your own heart. Get ready for war. 
BT mentioned some things that I think are vital from yesterday. We are not a rebellion to the system. We do not rebel against the system. We are focused on creating alternatives so that we can actually work and bring freshness to a system. We'll still get to Gideon. Let's go back to Abraham. Now when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of Shedolomah and the kings who were with him. You see, this one says, and the kings. Another translation would say, after his return from the defeat of Shedolomah, you did well there, by the way, I'm just copying what you said. And the five kings who were with him. Where did this start from? A report that was brought to Abraham. You see, why am I reading this tonight? There may be reports that you may be looking at that look like reports of danger. But actually, it is the, it is, it is the, it is the sound of battle. It is the sound of battle. So when we hear the report of 3rd of July, that is the battle cry going out saying, now it's time to rise up in your heart. After his return from the defeat of Shadal, you said it, and the five kings who were with him, remember that he would have not slain these five kings if there was something that was not taken. He would have never actually, look, this is about to be our biggest plunder season yet. I'm telling you. It's about to be. We're about to plunder the most we've ever plundered. It's simply because there are reports that we are now hearing that get us ready for battle. Remember it started with when Abraham heard. Then he took those who he had armed and took them to war against kings. Go for it. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, yeah. brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. I did. Go for it. And he blessed him and said, Blessed, blessed be Abraham of God Most High, yeah. possessor of heaven and earth. I don't want to. I want to round up, so I won't get into this tonight. But he said, Blessed be Abraham. He, he said, Empowered to prosper be Abraham of God Most High, who possessed heaven and earth. I hope you're listening to these words tonight, because what I've also come to remind you is that I'm, we're not just looking, we're not looking for finances for finances' sake. We have a possession that God has given to us as an inheritance. It's called nations. So when we wave the sword the way we wave the sword, when we go to war the way we go to war, 
And you know our war is not violence. Again, I have to repeat it because of new souls that may be watching. You know our war, war is not violence. It is the impact of lives. The changing of lives positively for the better. So when we change lives positively for the better, the reason why we give what we give, the reason why we do what we do, we give to, to, to widows and have the biggest giving, the biggest givings to orphans and to those that may not have. When we give hundreds of thousands of food or hundreds of thousands of food out to the poor that may be struggling, what we're actually saying with that is that there is a possession. So God actually intends for us to subdue the earth. Not to be subdued. Not to settle for less. He intends for us to subdue the earth. But I still want to move on from this and get on to Gideon. Go for it. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Let's move on. Do you have Gideon ready for me? Judges 7 from verse 1. Okay. Early in the morning, Jerubal, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Harod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moreh. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands. Or You know, the story of Gideon will always be one of my favorite stories um, or one of my favorite experiences. You know, when you hear Gideon, you cannot but remember if in 2015 or 16, T.T. taught a message called Ordinary Men Who Burnt for God. Who burn or burn for God. It was upon this that my experience and encounter with Gideon is formed. So I still hold this scripture which talks about the too many men because we're going to need it. But I need to introduce some of you to Gideon. And that's why I want to calm down. I think we'll worship just for five to ten minutes tonight after this installment of the word. Are you still ready for the third? I hope you're charged for this week and every day I want you to spend five to ten minutes just hearing the words of a sun cloud to gain the inner rally that you need to tackle that day have you found it for me go for it judges 6 from verse 11 uh -huh. the angel of the Lord came and sat down uh -huh. under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizrite, yeah. where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. Look, so someone would tell me that, sir, when I first came into the nation, I was a shy person, a non-confident person. I want you to see the kind of people that God raises. He does not raise the most likely or the, the ones that look mighty. In fact, who he raises most times are the ones that don't look like and you see, the more you get into church, why is it important? The more you get into church, you will just settle with the culture of church. That's why we have to move to nation because in nation, the word, you can sustain 
the word power in your life because you will consistently see why the word will need to speak to you. When you're talking about nation takers, do you look like? Maybe not, but Gideon also didn't look like, but he became a nation taker. When the angel of the Lord met Gideon, he was threshing wheat in a wine press, hiding it from his oppressors. Israel, the nation, was severely oppressed at that time. Communities had been suppressed and, and oppressed to the point where nobody actually had what they would call life. But here comes the angel of the Lord to speak to Gideon. Now, let's look at this conversation. Go for it. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, yeah. he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Again, what did I tell you the season is? The season of the warrior. Something just makes me know that you are created for battle. That's your specific design. So when God appeared to Gideon through the angel of the Lord, he said, the Lord is with you. So winning is a battle. It's a contention. There are many things fighting for the attention of the souls and people that you are trying to win. But he says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Sorry, you have to overpronounce warrior because it can go either way. He said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And I'm looking at Gideon, but Gideon will reply himself now. Because remember, God actually caught him hiding from oppressors. He caught him running from the enemy. He caught him avoiding confrontation. This is where, that was the state that he was caught in. Some of you, as young as you are, you were in systems hiding from things that you should be confronting. You know that now nation family, spat nation can create better life for people. Now confront people with winning of souls. Drag them to the third. Make sure that you take your cross off the things that you need to cross off and take your souls for the third. Why? The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Look at Gideon's response. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? It's so powerful because every time I read this, it, it actually reminds me that Gideon had questions. There were already questions on his heart. Like, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? It has happened to you, Gideon, for a specific reason. Can I tell you the reason tonight? Because you can handle it. <laughs> That's simple. Stop asking questions about what you can handle. He was looking for Gideon because Gideon is the man that can handle it. Some of you are the people that can handle it. The questions that are in front of us. So imagine the angel greets Gideon, but Gideon has already got questions in his heart. I close my eyes to see. He says, the end, the, Gideon has questions in his heart. So he says, when you walk this nation taking walk, it's not actually that you will not have questions in your heart. You will have questions. But the Lord says to us that you can handle it. You are mature enough to be able to handle it. So he said, if the Lord is with us, why has all these things, why has all this happened to us? Have some of you asked that question before? Why is this happening to me? Right, you've asked that question. Why is X, Y, Z? Where are all the wonders? When you read scriptures, you will see where are all these wonders that our ancestors 
told us, remember there was a generation that preached miracles. But God says to us tonight that there is no need to preach miracles. Because Gideon, you, a pastor, Pastor Kwame is the miracle. And when Pastor Kwame or a Pastor Eman or a, a Five Rings or a D9 or a Pastor Trendy or a Pastor Abba wake up to realize that they are the miracle, then the wonders of God will actually become through the, 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 the actions of men. Every time we have seen the wonders of God is because there was a Moses that was called from the backside of the desert. When we saw the wonders of the anointing of God, it is because an, a David was in the backside with his bandits. So tonight, Gideon had questions, but God pointed right back at Gideon and said to him, mighty warrior, it is the season of the warrior. And the warrior is saying, I'm going to win souls and I'm going to see souls, but I'm still not finished. Did the Lord not? Did the Lord not bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. When men abandon God's call, when men abandon God's purpose, it will look like the, that God has abandoned his nation. It's not true. So why he has put you in this position is because you will not abandon God's call. You have risen to this or risen to this occasion. So, and he says, given us into the hand of Midian. Yeah, read on. The, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and and save Israel out of Midian's hand. He said, don't go in the questions you have. Go in the strength you have. So stop looking at your weaknesses. God did not come to talk or address with Gideon why he was hiding the, 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 the wheat in the threshold. No, he actually came to talk to him to say, go in the strength you have. One man he told to save a whole nation. He didn't speak to many people. He spoke to one man. The circumstances that are gathering around us is simply because there is a man that God is trying to locate. It is simply because there is a people that are now ready. He says, save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I? Am I not sending you? These words will mean more to you because you fought now. He said, am I not sending you? There's something so powerful about the sending of God. You have to skip now. I've got to close. I feel like it's time to worship. It's the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have. I'm speaking strength to some people tonight. Go in the strength. Stop looking at what you did, what did not go. What did go? Go in the strength you have. There is an energy. There's a, there's a, there's a support of power there's a supply of spirit go in that strength go in that strength am I speaking to someone tonight go in the strength you have many people around you are talking about the weaknesses you have get rid of those people go in the strength get rid of those that are speaking to you about weaknesses about limitations about obstacles about what they cannot do start to actually surround yourself with strength people people that will tell you yes we can hit that target people that will tell you yes there's plenty around people that will tell you that yes we can win 300 souls go in the strength we have nation family there's a strength that we have and we're gonna go in that strength when you're sent to the mountains go in the strength you have get around you a circle of strength people they don't know you know they said don't have yes people around you for this season 
have yes people around you. Have people that understand strength. They're not just yes people. They're action people. They're saying if we're going to campaign, let's campaign. If we're going to win souls, let's win souls. If we're going to sow seed, let's sow seed. And if we're going to die there, then let's die there. But let's do what we are set out to do. Yes, people, go for it. Judges 7, 3. Look at what happened with Gideon. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the take them down to the water, and I will thin them out for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. He said, I will thin them out for you. God is just thinning out men that cannot handle this season. That's what he's looking for. And there's no season, there's no negative season, by the way. I'm just saying that there's a season of nations upon us. So he will fill up for you by the water, by the word. This is the generation that can handle the nation taking assignment that God has. Why? Because you are stuck with the word. That is why he said, go take them down to the water. Take them down to the word. And I will fill up for you there. If I say this one shall go, he shall go and... But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. Oh my days. There the Lord told him. First day, follow us down to the water. That's what first day is going to be. Follow us down. Follow your heads of family down to the water. Follow them down to the word. There the Lord told him. Separate. Those who lap the water uh -huh. with their tongues as a dog laps for those who kneel down to drink. 300 of them drank. read that again. I need to tell you something. Get rid of the thirsties. Those who are thirsty, no thirsty people. Get rid of those thirsty people. He said, oh my God, water, water, water. And they got down on their knees. I can't show you tonight. They got down on their knees and began to start drinking the water. But he said, those who are able to carry the water with their hands and actually supply water to themselves all my days. He said, those are the ones. But go ahead, you read it. I'm too excited. Separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. 300 of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. You know, the issue about this is, they were 30,000 people to start with. God has separated you, separated you from the thousands. He's taken you from the majority, and you are the minority that he is focusing on. So, but not only the minority that he is focusing on, you are the minority that influences the majority. One man Joseph influenced the whole of Egypt. One man Daniel influenced the whole of Babylon. So I don't want you to look at as if you're disadvantaged. You are in the advantage. Why? Because God is focusing on the nation family. The 300 of them drank from cup hands. Lapping like dogs. All the rest. Got down on their knees to drink. Then the Lord said to Gideon, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give you the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. Did you see why I said what I said now? Let the ones that are not ready for war, let them do what? Go home. Those who are not ready for still winning, go home. <laughs> this is so hard. This is so tough. Don't go anywhere, all right? I'm a pastor. Sentiment has hit me again. 
Don't go anywhere. Let all the others, look at what God said. Men who knelt down to drink, men who were tired and thirsty, send them home. But the men who can lap with their hands the water because they know that this is the assignment ground. This is the mission ground. Those are the ones that you're going to save the nation with. So it is never going to be the masses that save a nation. We already have the number to take nations, guys. We already have 318 ready soldiers from many different tribes that are ready to take the nations. I want us to worship tonight. And this is about this scripture I worship. So the assignment is each tribe, 300 people. That's the assignment tonight. And I hope you're ready for that assignment. I leave you to worship for just a minute. I close my eyes to see what when you worship, what will happen to you is that you will key into this season. There is a season among us, it's upon us. It's a season of plenty. It's a season of influence. Do you know what I titled it? I titled it Soul Season. Soul Season simply means that you won't make much noise, but you will influence, your influence will be heavy. You will change the taste of nations. You will change the lives of people. That is what's going to happen from this moment forward. Get ready to go down to the water. It starts from Thursday. Bring on the third. I close my eyes to see.